You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, everybody's favorite pop and geek culture fun time afternoon program. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. This is Joe. And I'm Josh. Oh, thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over with you, but uh, first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! New clip. Yeah. I support that one. That's Re- a refreshed soundboard. Refreshed soundboard. Oh, by the way, we also have a special guest in the uh, in the studio. You might know him from a couple of good games in the 90s and a couple of real bad games <laughs> ever since. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Duke Nuke Them. Oh, <laughs> I guess I've been mispronouncing it this whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always thought it was Duke Nukem, but it, apparently it's Duke Nuke Them. I'm Duke Nuke them. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, You know, we got to get into the show, but first, um, I noticed you were kind of walking in. You were kind of of holding on to your back. It looked like you kind of injured yourself or something. Uh, Did something happen to you before the show? Those alien bastards held out a football like they wanted me to kick it, but at the last second, they pulled it back, and the momentum carried me onto my back, and it embarrassed me. They'll pay for this. Oh, sorry to hear about I'm that, Mr. Sorry. Nuke Them. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm King Baby. Gotta hail me. <laughs> all right, well, all right, let's, well, I guess, uh, I guess it, you're just gonna kind of hang out here for a bit. And uh, while we do our show, is that correct? I'm Duke Nuke then. All right, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so check them out. Um, who has things that they have checked out? I'll tell you right now, I've been very busy at work, so uh, my checkums have consisted of watching random clips on YouTube. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of my mornings. That's, yeah. that's what I do at work when I'm not working. <laughs> I've watched a season and a half of um, uh, Close Enough. It's good. It's a great show. Uh, uh, the guy who made regular show. Oh yeah, that one. We talked about this a, wh- a little while ago. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, I like it. It's fun. Uh, to refresh everyone's memories, what uh, what is the uh, elevator pitch for the um, for the show? It's an animated show. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an adult animated show. It's on HBO Max. <sighs> I mean, it's not as weird as regular show all the time. It's mostly about like a group of thirty somethings living in L.A. Mm taking care of their kid yeah and living with their divorced friends <laughs> who still live together oh okay and it it does start getting regular show weird it later. does yeah. there, there, there are there are episodes here and there like i just watched one about a haunted couch yeah and there's a there's a literal ghost that shows up and it, yeah he's a french ghost yeah okay no this sounds very uh very regular show yeah. i think the second season is a little more out weird. there than yeah. the first one was mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like a, an episode where um, they meet they meet this genetically enhanced dog, dog boy, <laughs> and the whole and like he comes from like a laboratory of all these enhanced animals, and the whole point was this woman wanted to make better animal actors oh. for movies. Okay, all right, <laughs> but like the whole thing with like of that episode was a uh, 
Josh, the main character, and his best friend Alex used to go to Medieval Times every year on this certain day. Mm-hmm. But then Alex is trying to pitch this movie he wrote or something or this show or something like yeah, that. It's, it's about Vikings because everything's about Vikings with him. Okay. He's, right. he's like a college professor. history professor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Jim Carrey references <laughs> in, in the episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not the weirdest one, but it's, it's definitely, it feels like it's where it gets really, really weird. Yeah. It, it really is just regular show set in, in reality with, with human 30 somethings and their, their trials and tribulations. Some of it really hits home too, as a 30 something adult man. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There was like one where he's like, he's trying to teach his daughter to skateboard or something. Oh, skate dad. Skate dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize that, uh, the guy who created the show is the voice of Mordecai and oh, yeah. Josh. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I never realized it. But then, like uh, his friend Alex is voiced by uh, the guy who does Jay's or uh, the character Jay on Big Mouth. He's and that's uh, and that's all I can hear. Jason Manzukis. Oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's all I can hear. He's on a podcast. How did this get made? It's a bad movie podcast. Mm. He's also, that he does with Paul Shear. He's Rex Splode in Invincible too. Oh, so. he is. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a good. That's a good fitting for the for that character. <laughs> There was a there was a rumor at one point that he was going to play be playing young hip J Jonah Jameson in uh, the Spider Man Homecoming movies hmm. like the the new ones the Tom Holland ones he was going to be like internet like pondent screaming that's not podcast bad. guy if you J Jonah Jameson if you have yeah. to age down J Jonah Jameson and mm-hmm. do that that wouldn't have been a bad way because to do it because he's a yeah he's like a you know that's his that's his shtick is yelling. It's just kind of yelling. <laughs> so, cool. But I've, I've watched all of the second season, and like I didn't like it as much as the first because it, they're obviously trying to build out their cast like in, in a Simpsons kind of way. Oh, sure. And yeah. I'm like, I just kind of want the characters that I liked from before. Can we get some more of those? I mean, yeah, I, I, like, the, I like the core characters. Like, mm. uh, there's, there's Josh and Emily and their daughter. And then there's a uh, you know uh, Bridget and Alex, the divorced couple. But then there's their landlord, their landlady uh, Pearl, who's a retired cop, and her adopted son Randy, who's this redheaded shirtless mullet guy. Yeah, like in the second season, we get episodes about Pearl, we get episodes about Randy, we get an episode about um, their daughter's kindergarten teacher, and I'm like, I don't really, I don't really want this so much. Like okay. they weren't bad, but like the strong. You can stuff, see what they're trying to do is yeah. Well, yeah there's yeah. like a whole episode with uh, with the daughter, and it's all about her stealing hot sauce packets from home and selling them at school. Oh yeah, she becomes like a Scarface style drug lord of hot sauce packets. <laughs> okay, calls herself Sauce Face. Yeah, <laughs> nice. The whole thing is her and her best friend wanted to buy a drone. Oh okay, huh? Um, but the school, like the school, is like um. It's a very expensive school. Um, Which is part of the reason why they have to live with two roommates. Because gotcha. they, wa- they wanted their daughter to go to a good school. A good school. Gotcha. Interesting. And Interesting. Uh, their teacher's like this uh, kind of bohemian... Touchy-feely man bun guy. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. And so like a, there's a bunch of banned foods 
in the mm. cafeteria, and one of them is hot sauce for sensitive palates, as the sign says. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Um, that actually reminds me a little bit. Uh, so you know the comic strip uh, PVP at uh, Scott. Oh, Kurtz I remember does. that. Yeah, 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 I remember. yeah that they, in a long time. Uh, they did a uh, twenty-year uh, time oh, jump. Oh God! Uh, to the future where uh, Francis, the the young like nineteen-year-old kid that worked in their office is now like 40 and is running the office oh. and they've introduced a whole new cast of characters inc- including uh the main character jade and uh brent's daughter is now the main character of the sh- hmm. of the thing where she just started working at pvp and um they have a man bun their their hr department is like guy man bun man that says namaste and <laughs> offers people tea to in well, lieu of like actually doing actual hr work that's kind of like how how this how this kindergarten teacher is yeah yeah and i was it just kind of reminded me you know that that type of character is prevalent in a lot of different like forms of media you can you spread out the the cast far enough in any kind of given media you'll see that type of character (laughs) show up man bun you'll hit man bun well like even harry potter the the um uh future the um fortune telling teacher trelawney oh yeah yeah professor trelawney yeah yeah. what's what's she was played by um it was someone it was someone famous i don't know yeah josh look it up but i've dropped all harry potter knowledge from my brain i bits and pieces stick with it but she is like the the hippy dippy like you know lives in a van down by the river when she's not (laughs) teaching at hogwarts kind of thing um but it's someone it's someone famous that they that you wouldn't have expected to take such a small part in well in the book she her character had a lot more well to do. but the but in the movies you know you have to cut it down to cut an entire book down to uh two and a half hours or whatever not everybody can peter jackson it yeah that's true I was never a fan of the harry potter movies really just couldn't get into them i i liked them I the one thing that I kind of uh, resent from those movies is now when I think of the characters from the book, when I'm forced to think of the characters from the book, my brain immediately goes to pretty much what the care actors from the movie look like. It, Whereas it, before it kind of gave a little wider it, idea of what uh, poisoned your imagination <laughs> a little bit and that's and you know that's kind of sad when when the mm-hmm. whole point of these books is to kind of open up imagination and, and that sort of thing now you think of harry potter and you don't think of wild crazy hair that can't you know do whatever you see daniel daniel radcliffe Cliff with his you know combed down hair or whatever it's emma uh, thompson emma thompson yeah an actress that you that is very that's much bigger that you wouldn't think would take a smaller role like that. Yeah, and talking about like the whole thing, like once once you see a movie about a book, and then you go back and read the book or something, and mm-hmm. all you see is the actors or hear yeah. the actor's voice or whatever. That happens all the time. Oh yeah, well yeah. it's like the same thing with me. It's like whatever, like you read about Snape, and in the book he's got a long crooked nose and a beard, but when I picture him, it's it, I just see Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's okay because Alan Rickman. Oh yeah. Rules, <laughs> but yeah. yes. Hello, Mister Potter. Oh, that was another episode of uh, Close Enough. Was a oh. whole was a whole take on Die Hard. Oh, nice! It's a, it's a whole Die Hard episode. Nice. Uh, at um Josh's Emily's or Josh's wife's Emily's work, mm-hmm. which is like some big food corporation. 
I've been putting a lot of time into Monster Hunter lately. Oh, you have? I, okay. did, I don't think I talked about it last time. You didn't, I you didn't have a chance it. to. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, so new, what you th- the new one? Yeah. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. They they streamline a lot of parts of it that were annoying before. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of having to craft potions and do it, it'll automatically do it for you as you collect the items. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, instead of having to make a potion, if you get an herb and a... And whatever else, it automatically mixes it, just makes it for it. you oh, and fantastic. adds it to your. You and you get a dog that comes with you, and you can ride said dog. Yeah, so what's your dog's name? I named it after my actual dog, so oh. it's TJ. TJ, nice. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but you can you can run across to the map on the dog, and it doesn't eat away at your stamina. Like it's it kind of like your fast before. travel a little bit, right? Yeah, more or less. And you don't have to do stuff like. Uh, before you'd have to track the monster you were hunting, you had to like throw a, a paintball at it so you could know where it was at all times. Now they just tell you it's fine, <laughs> and that's cool. Yeah, you know that's awesome. It gets you gets you to the fighting monster part of things yeah. a little quicker, right? Yeah, it's much more approachable, I think, than the other ones have been. I mm-hmm. mean, it's still the same kind of like I don't want to say stiff combat, but Monster Hunter combat has a very specific feel to it. And it's been ingrained into the the title so for so long that if they tried to change it, there's gonna be there'd be a lot of like hardcore it, players it, that would be like, Oh, this feels too loose. It wouldn't be Monster Hunter if it yeah. wasn't this very specific way, way of it fighting. Works. Yeah. How does it look on the Switch? That was well one thing I was a little worried about uh when uh, when they originally announced it, because I mean, I love my Switch, but the its graphical output is not—it's <laughs> not the beefiest. It's, I mean, it's fine. Okay, it's not great. I mean, it doesn't look like Monster Hunter World, mm, of course, but it looks fine. Okay, <laughs> it looks like Monster Hunter. Like, I am honestly surprised they didn't announce some sort of Switch Pro or Super Nintendo Switch or something like that. <laughs> To coincide with this title, to take advantage of kind of the beefier graphics. To I be honest, I, I think that's what they're waiting on mm, with um, Breath of the Wild too. Probably. I still think Super Switch would be like a really dope name. Yeah. Yeah. I I bought Samantha a copy too, so we both been playing it. Oh, so nice! It's a multiplayer, and it's fun. Nice, nice. It's a good game. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed it a lot. I've always kind of liked Monster Hunter, but not been like a huge diehard or anything. Yeah. But I, I think I've gotten more out of this one than I have the previous ones. Cool. I considered picking it up briefly. Um, I still have a couple of games on my backlog that I want to try to get through before I go and invest in another one. But uh, yeah, no, this sounds it sounds awesome. I might have to put it on the list, you know, for yeah. down the road. And they very clearly delineate what quests you can do by yourself and oh. what ones are multiplayer. Okay, cool. Which is nice. Before, that was kind of like, is this something I can handle myself? Am I going to get my <laughs> butt kicked? But like now that I think the onboarding process and the and the linear quest path is is clearer and mm-hmm. and better balanced than it has been. Well, good. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, you know, I'm glad the game's good. Like I said, I I might pick it up down the road you know by the time everyone stops playing it <laughs> that's when i'll go ahead and pick pick it up and i'll never be able to finish those two multiplayer you know whatever well, okay. there's nothing on the release list that's coming out uh, that, that's true i guess pokemon yeah. snap but I'm, honestly i don't know if i'm gonna get pokemon snap i probably will i think i will um i've i'm excited for it i i never really played the first one all that much 
uh, I think I rented it once uh, from the Blockbuster. Really That's all you really need. Yeah, it was very. <laughs> it was a short game, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested in, in it, and I'm interested to see if they integrate any of that, any of Snap into um, like the Pokemon Home system or anything like that. Like you can transfer pictures of things. <laughs> I did read that uh, Japanese convenience store chain Lawson's is going to have Pokemon Snap printing stations. Oh, no way. Like like American Blockbuster had. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I actually saw on Twitter one of the guys, the um, Amiibo News or Amiibo Alerts, uh, they, um, uh, they've turned into pretty much Nintendo Wire. I think they're associated with them. It's a Nintendo a fan site or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the guy actually bought one of the old blockbuster printing stations <laughs> and modded it so that he can hook his uh switch up to it and play his switch on the crt inside <laughs> it and it can it when you take a picture in game it will print out <laughs> a really crummy i mean it's it's terrible Those stupid little stickers but yeah. it will print out the sticker from the crt whatever's on the crt screen from the switch so you can conceivably play <laughs> new pokemon snap on old hardware and take crummy pictures just like just like when the, we were the kids. nintendo 64 <laughs> yeah that's great it's great i remember seeing the station at at blockbuster i remember seeing it too but i never actually used it Same. even though i had the game yeah i uh i i kind of got a wild hair a little while ago and uh went on ebay just to see if those things are still even available and if you know how to build it, you can probably get one because they're all like in parts. Huh. Mm. Yeah, you can't buy one like full, but you can get like you can get the the marquee and then you can get like some of the internal guts and a roll of the uh, the paper and stuff like that. <laughs> and if you can build it, it's available. <laughs> it's out there. If you build it, no one will come. No one will come. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like eBay just is just a source for like you know for DIY blockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> you eventually have all the parts. You build your own blockbuster. Yeah, it's like when people build DeLoreans. I, you know, there's a documentary yeah, that I've been wanting to say, watch. Did you watch that? I yet? haven't watched it yet. The I last need blockbuster. To. Yeah, the, like, lo- the yeah. last blockbuster. I really need to watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's way overly positive about blockbuster <laughs> sure i mean at the end of the day it was still a business and it was still kind of yeah. you know like i i don't remember i don't have like i have nostalgic feelings for blockbuster mm-hmm. but like i remember it being like the blockbuster was the one that kind of sucked everyone went to hollywood video in town <laughs> like blockbuster was the one that you, that was the big corporation that kind of yeah. sucked yeah like, yeah no, I I agree. Well, yeah. Once upon a time, they were they were kind of the big crummy one. They're the Walmart of of video rental yeah, places. Yeah, exactly. And this documentary doesn't touch on any of that. No, it the no. Best, it's rose colored. Ma- yeah, it was the magical video land where you could rent whatever you wanted. Yeah. You know, thinking back, like when I was younger, there were all kinds of video rental places around town. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like like I just said, uh, Hollywood Video is the one we went to more times than not. The one we always went to a lot when I was a kid, uh, when I moved to Marion anyway from Big Island, was um, it's a church now, but it's over there by Mega Moo, right there on Fairgrounds yeah, Street. Yeah, Hollywood. Was Video. that Hollywood? That's Hollywood okay. Video. We would go to Dave's on the other side of town. Okay, yeah, ne- next you guys to would be kind of closer than that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dave's was a good one. They had um, so many Super Nintendo games, mm-hmm. like a ridiculous amount. 
Oh yeah. We would go there or there was also there was just one in Prospect. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> it was Jay's video yeah. in downtown yeah, Prospect. Yeah. Yep. That's how prevalent the video rental stores were that a, a three horse town like is that a phrase? <laughs> Three horse one, town? One horse town. One, one horse, horse town. town. A one horse town like Prospect had one. Mary's like a three horse town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I think Moral had a uh, video rental place briefly as well. It was inside the, uh, it was like an ice cream shop and a little uh, thrift store. That's kind of how, uh, that's kind of how the one in Big Island was. It's like, yeah. right, it was right on the drag of like 309 or whatever. Was it Al's? Yeah, I think actually it's Al's, still, Al's is still around. They just don't have. Uh, yeah, in the back they had it's pizza and uh, thrift store now. Yeah, in but, the back yeah. they had you know video game rental and movie pizza rental and thrift store and thrift pizza, thrifty pizza, <laughs> Good, Goodwill pizza. <laughs> if your pizza has the matching color tag for the day, you get extra you get percent half, off. You get half price. Yeah, half price. <laughs> Half price pizza Wednesdays, and it still it smells kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the video store was a a low risk investment. I think. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, it definitely yeah. felt like it was like that was a the turnkey business of the nineties. Oh was sure, video rental, kind of like how car washes are now. Yeah, <laughs> eh, kind of. Yeah, but to be fair despite whatever entertainment format you have, everyone's going to have a car that needs washed, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I used to love going to the, the movie in, rental. Until I invent my car washing drone. <laughs> Calm down there, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. It's like you pay on the app and then the drone flies to your house and, and washes and your car. It down. And it it down from the air. <laughs> it's a team of four drones. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yep. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, getting back to the video rental, I, I loved going to uh, video rental places as well. I mean, I heck, I worked there. I worked at uh, Family Video for like a year and a half, like a couple years. No, it's a couple years. It was a while yeah. I worked there. And uh, no, I loved it. I love going to the places like that and um, kind of looking at all the covers and going, wow, what is this movie about? And then never renting them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like how it was when I worked at the bookstore. It was like, I'd see all these books and I'm like, Huh. This looks great. I'm not going to read it. Nope. Yeah. Sure. Judging books by covers. <laughs> a <laughs> or, solid thing to or, do. Or seeing like a literal six foot block of uh the boxcar kids. Oh, spines yeah. Spines and <laughs> yep. stuff like that. Uh-huh. You do Babysitter's do. Club. I find a book that I want to read and then I see it on Amazon and I'm like, oh, it's only like six bucks. And then I buy it, and then I put it on a shelf, and then then and then read that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did start reading the uh, Ask a Water book came out like a oh, couple days ago. Nice. Okay. That's just kind of like a memoir on uh, Satoru Iwata and his life, and um, uh, Mister Itoy and uh, Shigeru Miyamoto write a little bit about him in it too. And I, oh, I've right. only read like the first ten pages, but it's interesting, and like. He seemed like he was such a good dude, and it's such a shame that that he died so young. Yeah, Satoru Iwata, the former president of Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, um, you have to let me know, keep me updated on on that book because that you know that sounds interesting. Sounds like I, I, I'll let you borrow it when I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll get into some news.
Hey, we're back. That was Superman by the band Goldfinger. No real reason to play this one. We well, I guess we have like a skateboarding game that we're going to talk yeah. about here in a bit. But and that's the best song on the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One soundtrack. Yeah. It also fills the ska quotient for the quarter, so so we're good there. We're good until the summer, and then I'll have to find some like real big fish or something to fill in. So uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and get into some news. There it is. So tasty. I, I put it in specifically for you, Cody. I put in so tasty. Oh, uh, Duke Duke Nukem is, or I'm sorry, Duke Nuke them is. Uh, look like you're. Are you packing stuff up? Or are you getting ready to go or something? My friend Rick is having his birthday party at Dave and Buster's. Oh, oh, okay. So you, do you have to go now? Or oh, no, he's he's out the door. Shoot. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll we'll see uh, Duke Nuke them a little bit later on in the show, maybe. So anyway, let's talk about some news. I'm, I'm glad he got his ride fixed after those alien bastards <laughs> blew it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess the big news here uh, this week, Nintendo had one of their Indie World um, directs. where they Indie talk- World. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Air like quote, an, Indie World. It's like a Nintendo Direct, but everybody is extra unhappy with it well, afterwards. Well, yeah. So uh, I actually didn't even watch this one. So Cody, you're going to have to take lead on this. What are some of the highlights from this indie world? Because we're not going to talk about everything in it because there's no point to talk about everything. I watched it and it was it was a good presentation. There's nothing, obviously nothing Nintendo specific related because it's about indie games. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrote down some of the ones that I thought were interesting. So sorry if I skipped something. (laughs) Okay, well, whatever. No, Um, it's fine. No, no, no apologies. This is apology-free zone here. Um, we'll start uh, Fez, the the indie darling uh, 2D, 3D game Fez by Phil Fish is getting ported to the Switch, which is... I thought that said Foz. Oh, no, it's Fez. <laughs> the the game where you're a little white guy with a Fez and you can rotate the world in three dimensions. Uh, so okay. kind of like puzzles. a... Kind of like a Paper Mario? Game? Yeah, it's, it's very similar to the Super Paper Mario. Interesting. But more Because I'd heard about Fez years ago, but I but it's cool that it's coming to the Switch finally. It seems yeah, like a good it, fit. It's an old, old indie. One of the yeah. original, like, from the from the indie boom mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Uh, was, that's what I was thinking. It's pretty, pretty Actually old. covered quite heavily in that indie game, the movie documentary that came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, probably right. way long ago than I th- than it feels like. For sure. <laughs> well, because time is immaterial. Yeah. And we're old. And <laughs> what's not coming to the Switch is Fez 2 because it's never coming out. Cause, oh. <laughs> because Phil Fish got mad at gamers. Oh, really? For being gamers mm. and said, well, fine, I'm never making it. I'm going to take my toys and go he home. He did. It was, it was a legit game that they were working on. And he just got upset and was like, fine never happened to now oh wow that's uh, that's a bummer yeah which is what seems weird it's weird that they would bother to port fez one yeah huh unless he's had time to cool off maybe no not phil fish no (laughs) (laughs) i don't know the guy i don't know um but yeah i just thought that was weird that it was coming to it was interesting Mm -hmm. that it was getting a port Mm -hmm. um another one was a game called the longing which is like a platform adventure game that takes place over 400 real-time days and I can't decide if it's like an interesting concept or 
the worst thing I've ever heard. Something incredibly tedious. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredibly tedious. You play as a little a shade creature that lives underground that's waiting 400 days for his king to, to rise up. again. And like you decide what he does to pass the time during those 400 real-time days. Wow, that's... Yeah, I Man, can't... I thought Animal Crossing was bad. Yeah, that's huh. the thing. Like, I can't decide like if that is interesting or not. That's wild. Yeah. Because I would forget about it. Oh, I would too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah I'd, yeah, I'd play it a lot for two weeks, and then, you know, I wouldn't come back for 800 days. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's over a year. Yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, you, you also have uh, Ali Ali World uh, up here on the uh, on the board. I know I remember Ali Ali as a, uh, a skateboarding game. Yeah, it, it was a two D platformer skateboarding game. Yeah, that I was very bad at. Yeah, it's it's like Tony Hawk but flat. Yep. Uh, the new one's Ali Ali World, and it's kind of like a story based uh, yeah. with a fun art style version of Ali Ali. It's like I saw a thing about it, and it said like uh, it's. Tony Hawk in Adventure Time. Yeah, it has, okay. a, it has a whimsical look to it, and it, it's an interesting direction to take the the Ollie Ollie format in. Hmm. Okay. Uh, were there any other major ones that you wanted to talk about? Um, Getsu Fumaden is a game by Konami, who isn't really an indie publisher, that, but <laughs> that is stretching the uh, the definition of uh, indie pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. On top of it, it is a, a remake or a reimagining. It's a sequel. Or a sequel. Oh, a it's sequel. a sequel. A sequel to a Japanese Famicom game that we never got. Yeah, an original NES game by Konami is getting a modern day sequel on the oh, Switch. Oh, weird. Okay. I never heard of this original game, so I got interested and went back to check it out because mm-hmm. a um, late 80s Konami game, that's like their heyday. That's like, yeah, that's cool. So gold. I'm like, I'll have to go check this out, and it's a pretty interesting game actually okay what i mean what is it it's it's kind of like in between a like a zelda 2 and Mm. i want to say like a castlevania oh interesting so there's an overworld map that you move around on and you drop into these side scrolling levels where you fight bad guys to collect money to use at shops and like interesting okay Okay. And then, well, then I kept playing, and then there's like third person, like, well, it's more first person dungeons that you have to go through too. And they're like those old style RPG game dungeons where, like, you just see the front, the the wall, like, yeah, direct, directly ahead, and you, and you gotta have to... move space by space, and yeah, like, you pretty much have to draw a map to be able to figure it out. But it was interesting to see that come out of nowhere. Interesting. Wow. Okay. And there's like there's like random battles that happen. Where you're like over your shoulder swinging the sword at monsters coming at you, huh? Like it's really weird and unique, and I, I really, I played it for a couple hours. Oh wow! <laughs> no, that's interesting. And th- this sequel is uh, retaining a lot of the don't a lot know. Of that stuff, All or... they showed was side-scrolling hack and slashing. Oh yeah. really? Okay. But it had a really interesting art style. The NES game is honestly, it's kind of ugly mm-hmm. because it's trying to translate that like. Japanese, Japanese folk art folk art look and it doesn't work in 8 bits but in this new game it looks pretty cool. Hmm. Oh yeah, it looks like straight up like out of like like Japanese like wood block. Oh, interesting. Um but yeah, you're fighting a bunch of like like you're a samurai and you're fighting a bunch of um like Japanese yokais yeah, and things like, like that. Yeah, like really weird looking yokai and that's in that's how they are in the NES game too except oh. Except it looks real bad. <laughs> but it also looks colors. like it also yeah. looks like though you get like 
couple different, like in the new one, it looks like you get a couple different weapons you can use that have different abilities. Mm. Um, That's in the original game. Oh, is it? Yep. Okay. And then like it, all the bosses are kind of like, um, kind of name dropped like big Japanese monsters. Like, oh, cool. uh, like Raijin and Fujin are there. And, uh, there's like a big bone dragon monster thing. It looks like just a big spinal cord with an evil skull on it. <laughs> okay. Now I'm I'm now a fan of a franchise I had no idea existed until a couple <laughs> days ago. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, and they're big, like, one more thing after when they act like they're ra- wrapping up, but then there's one more thing was mm-hmm. Oxenfree 2, which the first Oxenfree is a cool game. It's kind of like a, a point-and-click adventure game with platformer elements that had a really good story and really good uh, dialogue system that really let you kind of mold who your character was by what they said. And uh, I'm excited to see more of it. It was a good game. Cool. Well, all right. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of our wrap up for the uh, Nintendo Indie World. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there were some other game, you know, there's yeah. probably some other games there, but uh, but no, those all sound pretty cool. Those all sound pretty, uh, pretty neat. So, uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and move on to some other stuff here on the list. Uh, let's do a couple of quick hits here. Here's one from last week. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but uh uh, remember how about a I want to say about a year ago or six months ago we said that uh, a former president of Nintendo of America and creator of the Bigfoot Pizza, <laughs> Reggie Fizeme, um, he uh, be- went on to the uh, board of directors for GameStop. Well, apparently that was a very short term thing because he <laughs> he pulled his uh, ripcord and is uh, parachuted out of out of that trash fire. He fixed it. He f- <laughs> yes, <laughs> the stocks went up. You know, he f- he fixed it. It was yeah. all Reggie. Yeah, no, he and uh, definitely not Reddit. Yeah, no, he he went in to try to fill his his bags full of cash, and then oops, all of a sudden their stock went up. So he stayed on probably a little longer than he was planning. <laughs> but no, he finally decided no, I've done everything I can here. <laughs> yeah, he hardcore bailed. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. My work here is, is done, done, but you haven't done anything. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's that uh, Sailor so the Moon, tuxedo mask, the tuxedo yeah. mask, Sailor Moon meme. Yeah, <laughs> or I thought you were doing the Leonard Nimoy on The Simpsons. Oh yeah, that too. My, <laughs> my work here is done. <laughs> but you didn't true. do anything. And he like teleports away. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, he beams he, away. Beams yeah. Uh, oh, my dad watched a, a documentary that I've been meaning to um, check out uh, probably for next week. Apparently, there is a documentary on Netflix uh, about uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy. That I was heard direct- it's really That good. was directed by his son. Oh, well, yeah. I think we talked about it and briefly. It, about three quarters of the way through filming is when uh, he, passed, he away. passed away. So it kind of took a shift in yeah. tone a little bit for the, for the tail end of it, apparently. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but uh, um, it sounds really good. It I feel like it'll really make me good. sad. Well, that too. Yeah, that's probably why I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, that would. I don't know if I'd watch that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like right. that Mister Rogers documentary that was supposedly oh, really good, and it, yeah. but it made everybody cry. And uh, like, yeah, I would really like to see that, but I also really don't want to cry. Really don't want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I when I watch things, I typically want to be uplifted and enjoy things and not be brought down <laughs> and, and be made. Are sad. you not entertained? <laughs> Cause I I was a big Mister Rogers kid. Oh, when me I too. Was a, when I was a child, me I think too. We, I think we all were. Yeah. I think it's like uh, like as a cornerstone of our uh, uh, our our childhoods. Yeah, but like our generation might be one of the last ones. I mean, yeah, I mean it yeah. might be 
might be maybe the uh, decade after us as well. Like kids who are like mid to late twenties might be yeah. the last, the, the last generation of uh, Mister Rogers, Rogers kids. kids. After that, they get that horrible Daniel Tiger. Because that was, <laughs> I mean, that was a spinoff of his. <sighs> of, he had nothing to do with. No, I he had nothing think. to do with it. But <laughs> it's it's awful. It's a mockery of his name. <laughs> so anyway, uh, other Netflix news. Let's do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Knives Out is getting a sequel. I thought it was more than one. Uh, multiple sequels. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, yeah, Netflix is like pulling their money and like, hey, this this movie was popular. And they're getting direct to Netflix sequels, which is kind of a double-edged sword because I, I love the characters from Knives Out, especially uh, Daniel Craig's... Uh, Daniel Tiger. Dan- yeah, Daniel <laughs> Tiger from, from the movie Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like Daniel Craig's character. I forget what his name was. Gee, I uh, still haven't watched the movie. Oh, it's super good. You need to. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, you really need to watch it. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but uh, Guy LaDouche. <laughs> now I want to no. go watch no. Mystery yeah. Sci- or uh, uh, Most Extreme Elimination, elimination Challenge. Challenge. They, they have a yep. Twitch channel. Oh, really? That only plays Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Oh, that's wait, wait, awesome. Wait. Does it play actual Most Extreme or is it or is it a Takeshi's Castle? It's actually Most Extreme. Oh, oh man. Nice, nice. Some of their jokes, they don't hold up over time. I'm sure they don't. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but no, I'm I'm excited for more sequels of Knives Out, but I kind of wished they would go to a wider release. I understand theaters are not quite where they were when Knives Out was originally released, but it feels like it's kind of being relegated to kind of the back shelf a little bit. Yeah. And that's it deserves better than that, I, I feel. But, I don't at know. The, but at the same time, you know, everybody and their brother has a Netflix. That's true. And Netflix does make quality. They do when they put their money behind something. They do make quality. As long as it's not a live action anime adaptation, well, <laughs> or a live action adaptation of something else. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, kind of a double edged thing there. But uh, more knives out. I'm I'm here for it. That's cool. There's a couple uh, Netflix news on here actually. Yeah, the guy who made Kong Skull Island is directing a live-action Gundam yeah, movie uh, for Netflix. Yeah, Jonathan Vaught Ro- um, Roberts, I yes. believe is the guy's name. Uh, but yeah, he's directing a live-action Gundam. Um, uh, Benoit Blanc, that's his name. Mm. Benoit Blanc from Knives Out. Oh, okay. Not Guy Lefleur or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, yeah, no, live-action Gundam. I have... No context. attachment or context for Gundam. I know big robot and space and war, and war crimes. Space <laughs> Germans and that guy has a dumb hat, and that's like all I know. Yeah, that's what I know about the Gundams. The robots look cool. Yeah, I've never seen a Gundam robot and been like, "That's dumb looking." <laughs> not I'm even not. Big Zam. You gotta have Big Zam. <laughs> Hate big Zam, <laughs> stupid uh, big UFO with legs. <laughs> yeah, I now I understand the show actually had a lot of like war is bad like subtext to it. Oh yeah, that goes over the heads of children who just go, "Ooh, look, big robot, <laughs> uh, big robot with sword and sh- or gun and shield." It depends on the robot, oh, honestly. Okay. 
Uh, the original Gundam had lots of weapons. Ah, gotcha. It had a shield. It had a you know lightsaber. I, it had a young child who knew how to pilot it simply by reading the instruction manual. Yeah, but his dad also made it. Anyway. Anyway, you're you are a, you are the Gundam man. You are the gun yeah. man. The anime I like the kids kid doesn't like to pilot the robot. <laughs> yeah, he has to be forced to be in the robot. Yeah. He has he has to be blackmailed by his father. <laughs> Get in the Gundam armor or I'll make somebody else do it. Or I'll make Niles do it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, is the, the being a Gundam man? I mean, they've done a live action Gundam before, and it was terrible. It was like one of those direct, like Sunrise made it, and it was like one of those direct to DVD, really awful, awful CGI messes. Oh yeah, well that's what this might be, but yeah, <laughs> it's also being written by the guy who did uh, Saga and uh, Why the Last Man, two really really good comic books. Oh yeah, so um, Saga's good stuff. Yeah, so maybe, could maybe it, it'll be, be maybe good. it'll be good. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think they've announced what era of Gundam it's going to fit into, if it is going to be any particular era. Is it Seed? I hope not. <laughs> is, is it Wing? It, is, it, is it SD? Is that the, 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 the tiny chippy yeah, one? SC yeah, Gundam. <laughs> SD yeah. Gundam, super deformed. Yeah. Oh, I hope they don't, like, Americanize the robot designs and we get, like, Gundam by by way of Pacific Rim. Like. Well, isn't there? Isn't there? Uh, again, I don't know much about this, but I have seen some designs of some of Big Robot because Big Robot wasn't there a season where every nation had their own specific that was one? G Gundam, G Gundam, <laughs> and there was like one from uh, Sweden that was like a windmill, a windmill <laughs> robot. And there was the one from Mexico that wore a poncho and sombrero. It's yeah. like punch out. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, that one was called Tequila Gundam. Yeah, that's that is yeah yeah in that Gundam one. Gundam Popinski. <laughs> in yes. that one, yes. In that one, um, it wasn't so much like you were a pilot. It was more like the robot was an extension of you because mm. it was like basically it mimicked your movements. It was kind of like karate superpower fight Gundam versus this is a this is a war machine tank kind of thing. I, I, I vaguely, hope that's the one they make. I vaguely remember that because it's yeah, on tsunami. Yeah, and every every nation had its own little space colony, and every nation had its own themed Gundam. Do you and, think this is what the 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 Gundam that influenced Pacific Rim because every nation had their own special design of robot? Maybe. Yeah, I don't I know. Can see that? Yeah. Yeah, like the only one that didn't really look like a racial stereotype was the was the uh, the hero Gundam. Of course, on well, that that's fine. That one just looked like was, a Gundam. Was America's Gundam like a big cheeseburger or something? I don't know. Honestly, it was probably a cowboy. <laughs> a probably cowboy, a cowboy. Yeah, uh, blonde, big boob lady. Uh, that's usually the way. Je- that's the usually way Jap- uh, the way Japan goes with it. Yeah, <laughs> Britain's Britain's Gundam. I I really liked. It was called uh, it was called Royal Gundam, and it looked like one of those British guards. Oh, with, with the, the big hat. With the big hat, <laughs> big dumb hat. Yeah. <laughs> See, the I would have. I would have just put arms on Big Ben. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we go. And now you're just making me think of the the building transformer from. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God, what was that, the Santa Claus? The Santa Claus. Yeah, that yeah. stupid building transforming robot. Yep. I yep. just I just don't want the Gundams to look, like, gritty and dirty and, like, have it be too dark. Like, yeah. lighting-wise dark, not yeah. story-wise. Yeah. 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 
Because that's, that's what we do here in America is we make everything dark <laughs> and I, hard to see. Yeah. I am concerned. The, my only concern is, you know, one of the last live action American adaptations of an anime that Netflix did was Death Note. Death Note. And that was a steaming pile of, of <laughs> awful and had good source material. I great we'll take your word material. for it. Great I don't source know, material. I don't. Know, I don't know the source material, Death but Note I know is a good shit. Well, it goes on too long, but like yeah. Parts, once you hit a certain point, I don't care anymore. It, sure. Once I hit a certain point, I stopped watching it. But like the first seat, maybe season and a half or whatever, really, really good stuff. Oh yeah, I've uh, I've I have I have watched Death Note two times now. Yeah, they they start adding a bunch of characters out of nowhere that don't add anything and like nope mm. yeah then that's about the time where you drop out but before that some of the best anime you can watch <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I mean sometimes it's really over the top the best thing that came out of that live action adaptation of Death Note was William Defoe as Ryuk the the oh, Shimagami that was, and and I mean they really didn't even have to put CG on no. it he just has that face. Nope, and that voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Switching from giant robots that punch thing to uh, people who pilot giant robot that punch thing, we're going to talk about Power Rangers for a minute. All right. I thought you were going to talk about giant ladies that punch thing, but <laughs> that, well, that's that's what we're going to. That's the last one. We're leaving that for the end. Uh, this is a very quick one, but uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, the fighting game that is out on just about every system, and it's surprisingly good, despite it. I mean it. Power Ranger games are despite what it is. <laughs> despite what it is, listen. Power. I, I love Power Rangers. I love Super Sentai. Their video games are terrible. Their video games are historically bad. Even the Japanese ones. Even the Japanese ones. They're all bad. But the people who that developed this game, uh, a lot of them were developers and top uh, top ranked players for from um, uh, Marvel versus Capcom, like MVC two and MVC three. So it's basically a versus game, but with Power Ranger characters. And they are getting official crossovers with uh, Capcom in the form of Ryu and Chun-Li from Street Fighter gaining the powers of the Power Rangers and becoming Crimson Hawk Ranger and Blue Phoenix Ranger. Yep. Does this make them doubly good at karate? It actually does. <laughs> uh, Ryu looks like a super beefy um, Green Ranger, but with a Red. white costume. Red Ranger. Well, he looks well, his costume's white. Yeah, but he has the the Green Ranger shield, like shoulder oh, shield. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And his helmet has a has ties on the back, so he can actually <laughs> yeah, he, tighten he, his helmet. He, he even he even grabs the, the 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 headband ties on the back and pulls them like he does. But he just has all of Ryu's moves. Like he has the Shoryuken, he has the Hadoken, he has the Hadoken. Um, his uh, EX Hadoken is actually a Firebird that flies out and hits three times back and forth. <laughs> nice. He could do he can do an air uh, air Hadoken at an angle, which is something he really couldn't do in any other game. Like he, uh, like he straight up just Kamehameha people. This is maybe like the best version, version of, of Ryu. Ryu we've gotten in a while. It's definitely better than the uh, Street Fighter Five version. Um, what about the Switch or what about the Smash Brothers? Version? Uh, you know, it's it's actually kind of comparable to the ah. Smash of the character uh, version. He's good in Smash. He's good in Smash. <laughs> well, the thing is with this um, this version. So in 
uh, Battle for the Grid, instead of having like uh, directional inputs along with moves, they just have the four face buttons mm. are different. It's like uh, one, two, three, and special, mm. basically. And then you can press forward or back to get you know different variations on it. Um, they've done a special thing with Ryu and Chun Li where you can also input their Street their, Fighter combos. their Street Fighter directional inputs to get uh, slightly uh, better better versions of their moves, just like in uh, they Smash stole, Brothers. They stole the idea from Sakurai. <laughs> yeah, abso- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, in comparison to other Power Ranger, like other Power Ranger slash Sentai characters, mm-hmm. Ryu is jacked. He's huge. He's like <laughs> double the width of a lot of the other characters. I the, his arms and legs are bigger than every than every Power Ranger. Oh yeah, ever. As, as it should be. Now it's funny because this character, these two characters, were originally part of one of those Bat in the Sun live action like mini movies that they used to oh, do. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they would get Jason David Frank to show up and you know. I remember he fought fight like I, I remember Scorpion he fought or Scorpion. something. I remember yeah. he fought Scorpion. There was a two parter where they fought. Uh, it was Lord Zed gave power to M. Bison and the Power Rangers were having trouble fighting them. So then Zordon gave Ryu and Chun-Li uh, power coins and allowed oh. them to morph. From there, those characters showed up in Enway, the developer company's uh, other Power Rangers game for mobile um, oh, Legacy yeah, Wars. When that happened. Yeah. There were a whole bunch of Street Fighter characters that crossed over. You can get Guile, you can get... That Ken, game, you can get Blanca. But that I, game wasn't bad either. It, it's not bad. But, yeah. but, I, but I thought uh, Ryu and Chengli were the only ones in that They're, version that actually had Power Ranger powers. Right. The other ones were just straight up They're just Street the, Fighter characters. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Ryu and Chun-Li were able to turn into Power Rangers in that, and then they're crossing over into this. Um, most folks are pretty excited about this, from what I can tell. The only complaint I've seen online is that there are an awful lot of Power Rangers that are not in this game that could have taken precedence over that is a Ryu good and Chun-Li. That is there's, kind of a good point. <laughs> there's maybe only 10% of all of Power Ranger characters in the game that's playable currently. But also, there are half a billion Power Rangers. That's true. That's true. But, oh. but the argument is they could have possibly used characters that play similarly to Ryu and Chun-Li and just kind of copied them over a little bit. Well, like um, the uh, Wild Force uh, Moon Ranger, purple, yeah. the Purple Ranger, he he plays like Sagat, mm-hmm. but he's not Sagat because they put him on a smaller model with a purple Power Ranger suit. Yeah. This this weirdly feels like Ryu and Chun-Li slumming it, too. A, a little bit. Because like they're from a fighting game, yeah. like, and this is just another I fighting would, game. <laughs> I would say that, except Street Fighter is not nearly as big now as it was back then there was a joke online that someone made that went uh that said wow that guy from fortnite is now in a good fighting game and i know it's a joke but there's more truth to it than 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 i'd like to admit fortnite speaking of which fortnite picked up alloy from horizon zero dawn the other day oh wow so she's in fortnite now Oh yeah, um, didn't they add a bow to the game now? I think they're, yeah, there's their yeah, mechanical they're doing stuff. Yeah, the primal yeah. Uh, yeah. season where yeah. there's item crafting or yeah. something. I yeah. Don't. Also, I guess on April, on April first, they introduced the uh, the stonks guy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, the stonks meme guy. Yeah, yeah his the name, meme guy. The Diamond game Hands, is like Diamond Hans, Hans, yeah. Hans. Yeah. I still think they need to add Jill of the Jungle. 
<laughs> from the game Jill because the, the guy because that's an epic game. It's an epic game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that guy still the Tim Sweeney, the guy that made that, is still the CEO of Epic. <laughs> so I'm like, he has to remember that Jill of the Jungle exists, right? I mean, <laughs> if if Rare can remember uh, uh, Battletoads, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, Go but um, yeah. I was gonna say uh, oh, Sir Arthur from Black Witch. And from one of their original games and throw them in Sea of Thieves. Sure. I mean, they... Or they keep naming people Saber. Yeah. S- Saber Wolf. Saber Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Sa- Saber Wolf and Saber Man. Saber Man, yep. <laughs> okay, so last thing. We're kind of running out of time, but there was a trailer for Resident Evil uh, Village. Or I guess it's Resident Seven? Evil... Seven? Eight. 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 Village. Uh, so, yeah. And a demo as well. So, yeah. Well, um, it'll, it'll be yeah. out May 5th. The t- trailer looked good. Yeah, it looks cool. Resident Evil 7 was amazing. This looks m- like more of that. More first-person uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, but this time with Big Vampire Lady. Big, big Vampire and Lady. She was in the new trailer, too. They And, and some of the camera movements very much were <laughs> highlighting the fact that she was a very big, tall, very big, tall vampire she does lady. The blood suck this she does, time. Yes. She does. She does the suck. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, werewolves. Yeah, apparently there's werewolves. It looked like there was some kind of lake monster. There was maybe. a lake monster. So is this Universal Monsters Resident Evil? It might be. That's, and I'm okay with that. That's fine. I don't, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. I don't have much of attachment to this um, uh, game franchise, but this looks all right. Looks good. I mean, after having, you know, crazy cults and diseases and, you know, a hundred games of zombies. All right. There's, yeah, there's some vampires and werewolves in there. Sure. I didn't realize how much I do like Resident Evil till recently, because I yeah. like 7. The remake of 2 is really, really good. The remake of 3 is is pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a good series. Yeah. I, there's a there's a streamer that talks about Resident Evil, like, near constantly. Is it the, the Sphere Hunter? Sphere Hunter, yeah. Yeah, like, that's like 90% of her... She's always playing Resident Evil. Always, yeah. I mean, she I've also got, looks kind of like Jill Valentine a little bit. Yeah, but, <laughs> I, I've yeah. got her followed on the yeah. Nerd Overload yeah. <laughs> Twitch account, which I've <laughs> actually been using a lot. I, I have been too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. No, the trailer looks really good. Looking forward to the demo, and uh, we'll see if if it plays as good as it looks. I guess. All right. Well, hey, with that, well, we've oh wait, nope. Actually, before we uh, we wrap up, it looks like Duke Nukem is uh, come back in. Duke, oh, I thought you had. That's weird. A little early. Yeah, yeah. I thought you had gone to uh, to your friend's birthday party. I've been banned from Dave and Buster's. Oh man, oh, bummer, bummer. Oh man. Yeah. So so you came so you came back here then. Okay. Thanks thanks Duke. Duke Duke nuke them everybody. Duke nuke them everybody. I'm Duke nuke them. Yeah, thanks, we know, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Duke. All right, we've uh, we've actually hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you all for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can send us an email at staff at nerdoverload.com, or you can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline, 586-372-8020. Leave a message, and we might play it on the show. That's right. You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. 
So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. I'm King Baby. Gotta hail me. Ha, ha, ha.